All right, here we go. It is podcasting time, and this is going to be a fantastic hour because I have Varun Jane joining us from Unihawk. You're going to love this because Varun is an entrepreneur who's working in the academic adjacent land. He He's a consultant. He helps parents. He helps students. He helps others decide and get a handle on what they're thinking about when it comes to their education, the path they want to take, how they want to get there. And he's been doing this for quite a while. And what I love about Varun when you, when you hear his story is that it's not like he just woke up one day and said, hey, I want to get into this field. He lives it. He has used everything he's doing himself. You're going to love this conversation. Just Let's start right now. Here we go. Varun, hello, welcome. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. Yeah, beautiful morning. Oh, it's, a be- it, you know, it's a wonderful day because I get to see you. You look fantastic. You're smiling. We're talking education. You know that I'm an educator. So I'm, I'm looking at this as a bit of information for others. But yeah. really, I just want to pick your brain. Amazing. Like, I, I really like your shirt, those colors. Uh, I haven't, uh, you know, seen somebody at 8 a.m. wearing that fantastic shirt. Hold on, hold on. Shirt, and, and, so. You know, you got to get this. I got the shoes on as well. And as you can see, I've got the matching socks. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full package. Sure. Right. My team actually told me to wear a jacket today. So um, yeah. I think there's a little bit of a mismatch here, but I wish I had that shirt. Yeah. Hey, I want to I get started right away here because sure. we're, we're going to talk education. Now, mm-hmm. you, you, you were very clear when you sat down and said, okay, let's, let's be clear here. I'm not an educator and we don't do education. We help people with their education decisions. That's right. So see, uh, education is not our destination. You know, it's, it's a part of our journey where we want to be. So when actually we meet students and parents and there are students who could be, let's say, in a high school and, you know, uh, they literally have no idea, you know, if their parents ask us, hey, what do you want to do and yeah. what do you want to be? Uh, so our, our goal is basically to help students and families identify what kind of a lifestyle a child want to lead in okay. the future. Who's and thinking about that? Like who starts thinking about that, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> so they probably know that they want to live in New York or they don't want eight to five job in like in a government organization. They want to take risks in life. They know that they're passionate about, uh, you know, design or artificial intelligence, or they just have, you know, this uh, high level of empathy. They really want to help people, but they also like health sciences. So we use those tools to kind of help kids identify uh, and get, you know, get some exposure to the lifestyle they might want to lead and then come back and actually draw this roadmap uh, to be able to reach that lifestyle and education, or I would say higher education or a university or college program or course or where you should go, which country you should go to. It's just part and parcel of, you know, that entire journey to the destination. So uh, any, anyone who's listening right now has yeah. now had the perfect introduction by Rune Jane of Unihawk about what he does with this organization that, that is that you set up. You're, you're the entrepreneurs put this together, but what becomes even interesting is, is Unihawk is fairly new on the market and, but, and there's an end and a, but, but it doesn't mean that you're new to this area. I want to back up a little bit because sure. as I said in, in my introduction, where you are today in 2023 has been a long road that you have. Totally. And yes. on this long road, this long path that you've been walking along, you yourself have had some issues. You've had to work through challenges. You've 
literally been the student who you're helping now. So I want to back up to 2005, and I want you to tell me the story, how you got started even thinking that this is the area that you want to start investigating. Right. Uh, You know, it was, uh, and you used the word uh, issues. Actually, I would say they were all opportunities that I had around me. Do you think that's part Uh, of the problem with people? I mean, (laughs) people in in general, when we're sitting down and we've got all these things going on in our life, we're trying to figure out how we're going to make some money, how we're going to afford to go to school. And we look at it a problem. We we instantly say, I've got a problem. This is not working. Instead of saying, hey, I've got an opportunity here. Right, totally. Because you see, there are a lot of things that are available to us. Let's say, for example, my kids or kids around us, uh, uh, college education is obvious to them. You know, hey, it's after high school, we go to college uh, and we go to like XYZ fancy university in the US, UK. But, you know, if I go back in uh, in time, uh, I was born uh, to parents who never went to college. So for me, uh, I didn't even know if I would actually ever go to college so that's how this whole journey started but I think my parents did give me everything that they could Uh, and I think the most beautiful thing was that they allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do so during school days you know I would be writing poems and you know I'd be participating in debate competitions and drama and I'll also study and you know get my marks but uh, if you you know, came to me back in 1998, 99, uh, when I was actually about to hit my last couple of years of high school and asked me, hey, Varun, what do you want to be? Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what? I don't know. I might become a doctor. I might study engineering. I will probably do something like accounting. Uh, but I knew the kind of lifestyle I wanted. Right. So you had the lifestyle that you wanted to live, but how you're going to get there, what you're going to do. And I would imagine as right. you were sitting in that, those classrooms and you're looking to your left and you're looking to your right, everyone's doing the same thing. Uh, that's right. Yeah. But I knew that all of them had different passions. You know, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, my yeah. social life with my friends. I enjoyed communicating with people. And I just did not know what kind of career I can have where actually I can utilize these skills so what, that what, I have. What list did you have going down at that point? 1998, what were you, what were you thinking if you were to say, well, you know, a couple of things? Well, actually, uh, you know, at that time we had this uh, evening news that used to come on the national television <laughs> you're, you're, and I was like, you're hey, dating I'm, yourself yeah. here. <laughs> so I was like, I'll become this news reader. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was one of the things I used to read a lot about. Oh, you about. look like a news reader right now. Okay. This is, you know, you, this is very good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, it all started from there. And then um, in high school, I thought I'll become a doctor. I did uh, know a few doctors and I was like, hey, that's a great lifestyle. They really uh, help a lot of people. They have a lot of respect. So I ended up taking bio and chemistry in my high school. And at the end of high school, I realized, hey, this is not what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, And I took a plunge and, you know, ended up studying uh, economics with a little bit of math and market research and started doing a lot of internships went and worked with a call center and then I actually uh, started to work uh, you know with student services office right. where actually we were guiding students to uh, apply to okay, I wanna, I wanna my pa- university I want to pause you for a second because yeah. I'm interested here yeah you were doing a lot of internships you're in a call center in a sense yeah you were testing the pool of things you could do well that's right <laughs> but at the same time and it, learning what you don't want to do absolutely and and see i needed pocket money yeah i was in college <laughs> there okay. we go so, <laughs> so it all started from there so i was looking out to do things that i could do using the skills that i right. had 
while actually uh, making a little bit of you know uh, money, a few dollars, mm. uh, so that I can actually hang out with rest of my international friends that I had of, in at, Singapore. At the yeah. start of this whole conversation, you 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 were very clear that your parents were very much behind you. As you were going through all these steps to make some pocket money, to keep doing some stuff and figure out what you wanted to do, your parents continued to stand behind you oh, and, totally, and encourage yes. you. It's just that. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, my dad always said that, hey, uh, go do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I have limited resources. I will offer everything that I have. But yes, if in case you fail, get up, do it again, get up, do it again. And if you fail again, just come back home. So I think I had at the back of my mind, you know, that cushion uh, uh, to go back to if yeah. I ever failed. And I think uh, the expectations uh, sometimes stress it, stress us out a lot, even uh, from ourselves and especially from our parents at that age. Sure. And when you, you were talking that, you know, you've, you've got a great, great high school, you're coming out with some great high school courses, right. maybe think in medicine, a lot of parents want, you know, medicine, law, business, engineering, engineering. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Those are the big four. That's right. And the kids are looking at this going, I don't, I, I want to write poetry. I, yeah. I want to make a film. I, and there are all sorts of things that those skills or were. Or I don't know what I want to do. Or, or I don't know. And, and actually, <laughs> James, genuinely, I did not know. Okay. I didn't even know the profession that I am in currently existed. All that's right. Amazing. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> it. the big smile on your face. It's like, I didn't even know it existed. Here I am. Exactly. Can you imagine? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And uh, I just loved as soon as I entered the space. I was in Singapore. I got into a university in Singapore, which was a you know pretty good school. Got some scholarship, and then I started to share my experience with others. And when I started to share my experience with others, it helped them, and they got into universities, and they got scholarships, and they got into Ivy Leagues in the U.S. and Oxbridge in the U.K. And I'm like, great. Number one, it made me feel amazing. It made yeah. me feel fulfilled. You know, when people came with this hundred uh, words long text uh, thanking me that how I have changed their lives, how yeah. they did not believe they could actually achieve this, that was amazing. Second, uh, I curated a product out of it or a service, you know, and started to sell it. So, yes, I was able to make uh, a profession out of it. For so, what, what did you call yourself when you were doing this in 2005? What would you, how did you, how did you, build this out as a, a service. You're kind of doing it in the cafeteria. You were doing it. How, how, did, you, how did, so, did it start? So w while I was in Singapore, there were a few um, of these, um, you know, companies where actually you can enroll yourself as a private tutor okay. or uh, uh, an, a student counselor. And then they actually find a match for you. Oh, okay. And then you actually go and teach those kids. So I actually went homes uh, of, you know, high school kids and I was yeah. teaching them economics and, you know, uh, accounting, et cetera. Okay. And then those kids actually wanted to go to college, et cetera. And I was like, hey, you know what? I, I can help you out. And there were, see, I never studied in America. But right. I think 80% of the kids that I have sent uh, went to, you know, the top schools across the U.S. Uh, so the reading really helped. Mm. Uh, uh, the research helped. And then helping those students helped me get better. Uh, so yeah, that's how I, uh, got in touch with those kids. And then moving on, uh, you know, after having five, six years of experience, I came to the UAE in 2011. Why, why the UAE? Uh, well, I think, uh, uh, I spent, uh, quite a bit of time in Singapore. I was in my comfort zone yeah. and I wanted to just move out of that comfort zone. Okay. And I was like, Hey, let me leave Singapore and try another place. So I actually, uh, 
This is sounded, this is sounding like a theme in your life, Varun. You know, you get in the comfort zone, get out of the comfort zone, you get back into a comfort zone, get out of a comfort zone. I'm 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 starting to hear a pattern. Wow, you you just came up with that, but it, it's true. I do get uh, uh, bored, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm not uh, stretching myself, and that's what I actually tell the candidates I work with as well. And that's that's the beauty of my job, you know, that I get to meet ambitious and very different people on day-to-day basis and That's it's like the job everyone wants exactly it's <laughs> it's challenging you you just don't know who you are meeting you don't know their goals and yeah. then you're gonna help them figure it out so it's it's quite interesting so yeah i landed in uh, dubai uh it was a very happening uh name i would say even that time it is even more happening now and yeah, I started uh, uh, working uh, uh, as an admissions counselor here, uh, test prep, et cetera, helping yeah. students identify. And also I worked with a lot of working adults. So there were candidates. That's uh, really interesting. Exactly. There were auditors who were working for like big four and they said that I'm done with auditing and I want to switch and I want to go <laughs> for an MBA or somebody wanted to do public policy. I, I even worked with candidates who were like, in mid forties and wanted to, you know, go back to school to yeah. upskill themselves, to switch their industries. Some of them actually felt very uh, outdated or not updated. Uh-huh. And they wanted to, you know, update their skills and be relevant. And I've seen these candidates with uh, education uh, or say experience uh, changing their industries from like a very traditional industry to a startup. Some of them actually were working for traditional banks and moved on to uh, working with, let's say, companies like Amazon and Google, etc. So it, it was great. So, I, so I want to I fast forward here for sure. a second. So you, you land 2011, you start doing this and, and then, you know, it, it progresses through, but you're staying in the same field. At, That's right. At what point? So now we're, we're, we're up to 2023 and then we'll back into what we're doing and what you're doing and, sure. and talk about some of the insights and think lessons, etc. But what made you decide that you wanted to become the entrepreneur who established Unihawk? Right. Your own your own entity as opposed to working for others because right. th- that's pretty comfortable to do that and and there's you know any number of institutions across the Emirates that want your service. That's right. So uh, well, actually, I did become uh, an entrepreneur in 2011 when I started a company which I exited late last year, okay. uh, just about say four months ago, and I curated Unihawk. The whole reason was I wanted. I to... I love that. I love the way you describe this. You, yeah. you curated Unihawk. It's not you started it. Yeah. It's not you established it. You curated it. That's a whole <laughs> different thinking that's going on there. Uh, you see, James, I think after spending over 17, 18 years in this space working with students, I knew the students, I knew the families, I knew the candidates working adults, and at the same time, I knew the colleagues in my industry. And a journey of uh, a counselor like myself or a trainer, uh, you know, that I was, how can I actually build an organization that, number one, caters to this $120, $130 billion company within uh, industry within this region which is a huge amount of money exactly if you combine south asia and you know uh, other markets it's a huge industry number one two uh you see teachers and counselors do not sometimes get even paid well so i wanted to build an organization that can actually give them space to work and gain benefits like they would get in an investment bank or a big consulting firm or you know, a multinational company. So I wanted to curate this space which actually offers everything. So if you are uh, a 13-year-old, you don't know what you want to do, 
you want to do a psychometric test to you're a family that doesn't know whether I should go to an IB school or a British curriculum school or I should stay back in a regional curriculum school. We will actually guide you. Uh, if a kid doesn't know how to actually uh, build their profile or, you know, give them exposure to different industries, you know, from medicine to, you know, building their leadership skills to helping them apply to universities, to help them apply to Ivy Leagues, to help them apply to yeah. colleges across the UAE, yeah. help them find the right fit. And in this, in this journey, whatever is required, that is what we wanted to offer through UniHawk and, and build not just uh, uh, the, uh, the brick and mortar business, but also utilize technology to enable the process, to replicate the process, to train more people uh, who actually, uh, you know, I love the way, uh, and I'm just switching a little bit, I love the way uh, GMC, General Medical Council in the UK, actually hires the uh, uh, MBBS students. Uh, and, and they really pay a lot of attention to, uh, you know, the level of empathy uh, those high school kids have before they actually uh, sign them up uh, you know, uh, for the MBBS program, apart from their bio and chemistry scores. And that's what we do as well when we bring, uh, you know, our team members on board. Apart from their knowledge and experience, it's very important that do they really want to help these families and students? Do they relate to them? What is their story? So that's very important to us. So coming back, we I wanted to just curate this <laughs> platform, which not only helps the students and families, but also helps people like, me, people like Varun Jain in 2008 and 2011 and 2015 to uh, grow and see future in the industry uh, and, and offer awesome services. Yeah. Okay. I want to throw a small curveball in here and it's, 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 it's not a curveball per se. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to explain it with a bit of a story. So, I mean, I've had children who have gone through exactly what you're describing, trying to figure out are they IB? Are they a regional schooling system? Are they a British schooling system? Where do they fit? And as parents, it was a huge task. But on top of that huge task, we had the in-house folks at the schools who were also directing, who were also having conversations with our children to help them make those decisions. That's and, right. And... So this is where I want to where I want to I want to sort of situate ourselves a little bit in this conversation for just a second is I'm not and I am not throwing any dispersion on the schools and their counselors right but in saying that there were a number of times where the counselors were living in a bit of an echo chamber and directing in my, in the case my own children in a direction that clearly wasn't the place they needed to be, but looked really good for the school and was the way most students in the school went. And so, for instance, I got one son. Uh, I mean, well, both of my sons went through very different schooling situations. But I have one son who bucked what they were being instructed, followed our directions, because I, 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 sound, I feel a lot like maybe your parents were as, with my children. It's like, whatever you want to do, just do it well. And I don't care what it is. I you know, don't care what university you go to. I don't care if you don't go to university. And my, my, even my kids would look at me and go, but dad, you're a PhD. You've gone, you know, you've, you've studied all your life. And I'm going, a PhD is not the be all, be all and end all. It's, and, and I said, and why, you got to ask people why they do a PhD anyway. And, and, I, and my kids look at me and say, why'd you do a PhD? I said, to do the PhD. <laughs> I mean, it was a challenge. Could I do it? 
And could I do it at a, you know, a, a top-ranked Canadian university in French? You know, could I do that? And everyone would say, you can't do that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, I did it. You know, and, and so I said, that's the why I did it, which was a huge issue. I probably need to come and see you because for me, it became a huge issue after because I finished. Well, what do you do with it now? Well, I didn't want to be a professor. That was my, that, I just kind of fell into that. That was never, my goal in doing a PhD was do a PhD. Right. <laughs> so back to my children, my, my one son was being pushed in a very clear direction, was being pushed in a very clear direction to head to university. Right. And, it, and as parents, we're looking at this and we're looking at his scholastic abilities and we're going, look, he's a smart kid, but that's not the direction he wants to go. And he didn't. He went a different direction, went to a college system, uh, so, you know, say kind of like HCT here in, in the UAE, but back in Canada. So he's in the community college system. That's right. And he, the, totally unbeknownst to the counselors at his school. So this is where we, we tie it back in. They weren't really sure of what it was. They weren't really sure of what it was doing. They, you know, they, they actually probably had a, a bit of a negative view of that system. He finished, did his studies, finished top of his class, got his dream job. Excellent. And, you know, you go back and you, t- and, 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 and his, his laughing side of it. And again, by going through th- exactly what you're going to walk us through and how you're helping people to, to clarify their ideas. But he looks at his colleagues, his friends from school who haven't necessarily graduated, haven't necessarily finished in the field they wanted to do and are still now trying to figure out what they want to do after. And he's going, I'm doing my dream job. That's so, right. So I want to, a long roundabout rambling James talking to say, how do you situate and deal with some of these conflicts with parents and schools and where you guys live adjacent to it all? How do you, how do you fit in? How do you make it work? Uh, wow. That's a, <clears throat> uh, I would say it's not a question. I think it's a, it's a whole uh, uh, societal way of uh, thinking or, the way actually community expects us to okay. live life, uh, etc., that we are talking about. Everything comes down to you as an individual. And uh, what I have learned in the past, I would say, especially, uh, you know, one year when I moved out and, you know, curated uh, Unihog was that we need to teach our children mm. as parents, as uh, as mentors, as teachers, as even uh, you know, to our friends, that let us not, uh, you know, focus on blaming anybody. Let yeah. us understand how we can educate ourselves, how we can actually take informed decisions in life, and how we have an ability, or how we build an ability to take decisions in la- in our life and own those decisions. Mm. So it's a life skill that actually we have to start teaching children from very early in life. You know, and I think. Uh, Teachers, counselors, parents play a very, very important role in there. So when I walk into school, I do rely on my teachers to guide me. But at the end of the day, the decision has to be mine. When counselors tell me these are the options that you have, but the decision has to be mine. Mm. So I think we are going to gather information to college, to school, to the universities but at the end of the day, what I want to do in my life is my decision. Now, whatever I studied, am I actually directly using it in what I do uh, uh, on a day-to-day basis? No. 
but that entire experience really helped me you know do what i do today so uh i think you brought up three important things number one the role of uh, schools and the counselors and the formal high school education uh again we have to identify what do we want mm. and does it work for us so i do actually know quite a few uh students currently one of my close friends uh uh two kids are being homeschooled and we actually are helping them you know with the curriculum and you know the one kid is like 11 and one is 13 and they are doing really well because it works for them right but and that's a key point isn't it that that's not a one size fits all exactly and what works for you might not work for me and what works for the other person and likewise in our choices it's everyone's got their own baggage absolutely and and that is why we do not have to follow what others are doing as i said it goes back to the decision making not just of students even parents you know yeah. parents are scared you know there is yeah. there are parents communities <laughs> oh my god everybody is going to summer school i have to go to summer school everyone's got a tutor i need a tutor exactly like- <laughs> and there is a spring break oh after school activities hey can we sit back and talk to our own children and yeah. figure out what works for them yeah. why do we have to push them to do what others are doing so it's decision making of parents as decision making of children i think we should go out to gather information now when you're going to college of course it's an expensive way of gathering information knowledge and experience yeah. but it's again for you to decide whether you want it or not so that goes back to again what are your dreams what are your goals what, where you want to be and in that journey does that college degree or higher education help you does that outstanding ib or outstanding british curriculum school will help you reach there so i think it's the way of thinking it's the way of defining your goals so for instance i know uh these two kids who actually curated this beautiful high school idea to include in their college applications covid hit they both got into stanford and then they decided to take a gap year and implement that idea they you know got some funding and now currently they run a billion dollar organization <laughs> and they are college dropouts or they never even started college yeah. and they're just high school passouts at the same time i know few kids who actually ended up going to say university of toronto with you know some 100000 dollars scholarship are very well settled and pursuing their consulting job in toronto and you know yeah. became canadian uh, citizens now <clears throat> at the same time i know a kid who actually went to UAL you know and studied this product design program and it's and he's currently working in Netherlands so again they decided a goal and they worked backwards it's just all about that so counselors so is that one is that one of the key things i'm going to interrupt you for a second is that one of the key steps in the unihawk curated process and i'm giving it a name that's right that when someone knocks on the door when someone gets in touch how do they get in touch with you by the way just a Well, uh, log on to www.unihawk.com. You you heard it, www.unihawk.com. Someone logs in, they they put in a request. That becomes one of the main things. Where do you want to go? What do you want? Where do you want where do you see yourself? Well, actually even uh not just that's the question. We just we just try to know you better. Yeah. Who are you? What are you? Because I think if you ask me today, uh hey varun uh, what do you want to do next in your life i might know and i might not know and if you ask especially a 13 year old or a 15 year old 
they might just get intimidated, you know? So <laughs> Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I think, and, oh, no, they're going to look over yeah. at their parents. What do I want to do? It's like, it's like what do right. you want me to do is right. right. Yeah. So, so uh, at Unihawk, our uh, philosophy is something that I actually learned in college. Uh, it's, it's a Japanese, uh, you know, uh, philosophy, which is seki, S-E-C-I, socialization, externalization, uh, combination, and internalization to be able to create a new knowledge. So in our space, uh, whoever comes in, uh, whether you're a 13-year-old or you're a 23-year-old or you're a 33-year-old, we sit down and we socialize with you. We talk to you. We try to understand you better. And after that, we help you externalize everything that's going on within your mind, whether mm. you know your goals, you don't know your goals, your passions, your activities, et cetera, et cetera. And then we combine it with our knowledge, right? What we know, what... Uh, colleges we know about, what programs we know uh, about, what kind of activities we can actually offer you. And then, uh, you know, candidates are able to create this new awesome knowledge. Hey, you know what? I have this Eureka moment. I want to do this. Now tell me, how can I reach there? <clears throat> so uh, with 13 to 18 years old, we have a lot of special projects that we uh, run. And in December, for instance, we ran uh, the Harvard YLC program, which was a Youth Lead the Change program whereby we brought in 10 mentors from Harvard and a lot of kids uh, between the age of, you know, 13 and 18 were there. And so what did they do? So basically they all uh, were divided into groups of 10 and they were led by these Harvard mentors. They all uh, came up with uh, this idea which could leave a social impact and it, it, it was an entrepreneurial idea. It was, uh, you know, to help them uh, figure out uh, their own leadership skills. And you can be a leader in your own way. You don't have yeah. to be like an awesome speaker to be a leader. You know, you can lead in your own space. You can lead a small team. You can lead yourself with your idea, etc. So uh, these kids, and many of them actually never spoke in front of people. And That's amazing. Exactly. It was so beautiful to see the uh, closing ceremony when actually these uh, you know, 67 kids came on that stage and actually presented their ideas. It was beautiful. So, um, so what's so what that that whole that whole experience? Mm -hmm. How does that fit into the larger picture? So, number one, um, kids realized they got to know about uh, their own skills. Uh, there was a great personality development, I would say, uh, that happened in those uh, three days. At the same time, they got to talk to these mentors who actually came from different specializations. Somebody mm -hmm. was doing economics, international relations, biological sciences, computer science, AI, uh, international relations that I mentioned, and political science, uh -huh. uh, sociology, anthropology. Uh, there was this girl who was doing resilience studies. And resilience she, studies. Exactly. Okay. It was a major that actually she curated herself. She yeah. It doesn't exist in the university. So... It was an eye-opener for the children. Hey, these are the options that actually I have. And then they got to know, hey, there are there is something called an Ivy League. And, oh, there are eight Ivy Leagues. Oh, there is something called Harvard. And half of those mentors uh, were fully funded by the university. And all of them actually had some sort of scholarship. So they shared that information with students. And those who felt that I can't ever afford to go to the U.S. to study. Yeah. They also are going to now walk on that path. Hey, I'm going to work hard, build my profile, you know, take those standardized tests that we prep for SAT, etc. Sure. And, you know, build my profile and get into those universities. So uh, I think to me, it's that, um, uh, that fire that we need to ignite in yeah. somebody that I can do it and I want to do it. Even if I don't know what I want to do, I'll figure out. So, that was the outcome of the program. And at the same time, this program, uh, uh, the project that they actually uh, curated and they led, 
has become an important part of their college application uh, profile mm. as well it's a part of their cv it shows a skill set they can talk about it in in an interview or in a in a podcast with uh, james yeah mm. so other than that we are actually curating a lot of uh, now uh, spring uh, programs as well so spring break is coming up in the uae and uh, you know everyone wants to go to uh, london and new york and uh, la you know for summers and for spring programs for residential programs to experience why? the universities why? Uh, like why well, why i mean is 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 everyone aiming for you know the the name brands that they hear a lot about like i i'm curious just a sidestep a little bit which i think is great you know ucla is wonderful and right. and you know pepperdine if that's where you really want to go or harvard or cambridge or oxford or and the list goes on but there there are a lot of schools out there that's how, true how do you help students to see and think a little wider than sure. That narrow. This is you know they a school might have the top rating in the Times rating guide of mm-hmm. higher education doesn't necessarily mean it's the best school for me. How do you help them think about that? Right. So as I started with the whole Seki model by yeah. Onaka, the Japanese guy, and uh, so so the goal of uh, or see uh, our style at Unihawk is to help candidates navigate through finding their right fit. So to me right fit is very very important. Okay. So my first exposure to international education was in Singapore. It was the right fit for me. Mm. Had I actually gone to uh say the UK or the US and to those very intimidating top universities at that time, yeah. it would not have probably helped me as much. I was sitting with students who and all of us were struggling with, you know, our language <laughs> yeah. and everything and it was the right space. I found yeah. my good space. So to me That's okay. You you've said that over and over again in in different ways. Finding your good space, finding what makes you happy, finding what you're content with. This is this is a reoccurring theme as well in this conversation. Th- it's so reassuring to hear. That's right. And 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 you know that's when uh you define your own success. You don't have to actually uh Uh, you, you don't have to have your goals based on what others have achieved in life and what you have read in a book yes those people inspire us but at least yeah. it gives you an ability to define something of your own so uh, going back uh, it's very important to find the right fit so that's what we do we educate students about it so for example i was just having a call with a parent uh, a few days ago and kid got into uh, this amazing engineering and science school uh called uh Rose Hulman which is a very small school yeah. like just about 2 3000 students yeah. very very bespoke very ex- niche exactly yeah. and uh, she has also applied to a school called Harvey Mudd uh, which is in Claremont uh you know uh, an hour away from LA and uh many people have not even heard of these schools yeah. and they are amazing they're great you yeah, know their yeah. class size is just 10 12 students versus you go to a big university where you're sitting in a lecture hall with 300 students so then it comes down to your learning style Mm. Hey, what's my learning style? What I want, you know, there are some kids who just like talking to their teachers, yeah. their professors, and professors might not have time if they are teaching, you know, a class of three hundred or five hundred. You're talking to a TA at three hundred, exactly, <laughs> right? So that's one important thing. Second is um, some of us actually, for example, I know many of my friends they land in Dubai. They're like, you know what? We go everywhere in the world. When we land in Dubai, we're like, hey, this is the place we love. You know, this is where <laughs> yeah, we want to yeah, be. Yeah. So. the city is very important some people if, if you go to a beautiful great suburban campus or a campus in a village university is yeah. beautiful but is that the life you want to live yeah. i mean you don't have 
you have to drive maybe an hour or two hours to get to a mall uh, yeah, yeah. you know and that's important to know if you want that those four years are very important for you international exposure you need to look at the uh, ratio of international students within your class you know because kids especially in yeah, dubai yeah, yeah. or in the uae actually have a lot of international exposure you know uh, my daughter currently has what 20 different nationalities in her class of like 25 kids can you imagine so, exactly right so that's very important for them and then at the same time it comes down to what is the return on investment you know do i want to spend that kind of money will i get scholarship if i'm paying 100% tuition fee if i'm bearing all the expenses what's the return on investment right can i actually get a job in that country or in that city so there are a lot of factors which will help you identify the right fit so do not focus on going to ivy leagues it's great that you go to ivy leagues yeah. if that's the right fit for you mm. but just go to a university in dubai if uh, that helps you achieve your goals in life and that's perfectly fine do, do you find you have you have similar conversations the age changes the life experiences change but between mature learners people who are looking to change things looking to get into their mba maybe go back to school and study uh, in a whole different area do you find similar a lot of similarities between young graduates and fresh learners uh i'd say a lot more actually i'd say the young learners currently are very uh, a lot more fearless Okay. Uh, then actually the, fearless exactly young yes. and foolish <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah. yeah so you see with the adult learners or uh, people who are in mid 20s or mid 30s they already have uh, a life that they have built on their own right and then moving out of that comfort zone uh, for them it's like oh i live in dubai i've got this uh, you know awesome job and yeah. i have this lifestyle do you want to you know disrupt that whole thing leave your job and there's a huge opportunity cost you're not going to make money for next one year or two years depending on the length of the program and then what happens after that so it's not always about just the uh, monetary benefits of you know pursuing a degree it's also about what you want so i have met actually several ambitious candidates who have actually left amazing jobs that would pay them anywhere between half a million to you know million dirhams a year and they take that call it's like this is not what i want to do and if you see most of the top universities or even business schools from london business school to insea to harvard to stanford etc they all actually have those awesome successful people who left their career at peak and joined that classroom program so yeah. and then many of them have actually become entrepreneurs after they left so to answer your question there is a difference i would say the young learners are fearless uh, right now they uh, have a lot of support of their parents as well so uh, but at the same time i have seen a huge change uh, in uh, working adults especially since covid a lot of them actually want to upskill themselves mm. they want to upgrade their skills uh, Uh, I work with a lot of people from uh, you know financial institutions they actually want to now learn a little bit of analytics a little bit of uh, you know programming languages coding I actually know candidates who are leaving uh, their traditional jobs and going for art and design type of programs as well uh, so I'd say it's again individuals it it's asking questions to, it's abs- asking the right questions absolutely and listening to yourself I think it's it's one thing to ask the questions which your team of curators obviously helps people do but it's listening to the answers as well 
That's right. And paying attention to where how they connect things. Totally. One yeah. of the things we we spoke about was, and you alluded to it, is with our going to go back to to high school finishers, and as they're starting to think about where they want to go, the role of that university application letter, and, the, and it's it's almost more than a letter now. It's a, it's a package yep. where they're demonstrating their uh, you know their investment in lifelong learning, their entrepreneurialness, their, and the list goes on and on. What what have you noticed in that? I mean, it's it's many years you've been working with students in this in this realm. Twenty, yeah. What have you What have you noticed? What has changed over the twenty years, or has anything changed in the way students are putting together those letters, those packages? I would say the only thing that has changed is that because people, families, and students are more aware, it mm. has become a lot more competitive because people are more aware. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I would say what universities want is to, again, build this great community of people, of students who bring different skill sets together. And that's what you need to show the university. What do you bring to the table, right? Mm. And follow a framework. They want to see somebody who's disciplined. Uh, Show your high school coursework, what you have done. You've got grades. You show improvement. I'm doing really well in my five subjects out of six in IB and C in my sixth subject, I was not doing well last year, but look at my grades this year, I'm doing better. So you show with discipline, consistency. All right, other than that, you actually bring who are you as an individual. So do not follow what others are doing. Which is hard, it's hard. I'm looking <laughs> at my friends, oh, but she did this and he did this and look what she got this offer and oh, someone last year did this and they got that. That's really Which hard. Which is great yeah, to yeah. inspire yourself. Think so, inspiration, don't exactly. think Exactly. Don't think that's emulation. Right. You know, that's what all the fashion designers do, right? When yeah. it's not that they copy others' designs, they actually get inspired by others' designs, right? So yeah. we should get inspired by others. So if... So the difference between someone who gets into, let's say, an Ivy League and the one who has awesome grades, great profile, everything in place, and they come back and say, why did I get rejected? Yeah, It's just that, hey, I can't see you in your application. Which is where your team of curators becomes very useful because you've got this pedigree. You've been doing this for a long time. You're looking at it and saying, okay, I know you. We've been talking. Where's the you? Exactly. And and that's what, so, so we have to stop thinking about what admissions committees want to read. In Which is what people are always thinking. It's exactly. like, what do they want to see? Where right. do they want to see? Yeah. Exactly. And, and kids, high schoolers, or, or even for that matter, yeah. you know, uh, uh, working adults who are applying to top B schools, etc. Everyone has their beautiful story that actually yeah. they can share in their application apart from you know, your high school scores, SAT scores, your, you know, list of activities, recommendation letters. Those those are, of course, important part of your application. But other than that, uh, uh, reflecting on who you are and being able to uh, put it on that paper and communicate it to the university is very mm-hmm. important that, hey, this is who I am. I know who you guys are and see we are a great fit. Yeah. It's like a marriage, you know, between yeah. a student and that university. So, uh the high schooler has to just show that. And at Unihawk, this is what actually our agenda is to help, uh, you know, 13 to 17 years old build their profile, uh, help them, you know, sh- uh, to shadow a lot of jobs, internships, do some online programs. We're just curating this beautiful program in association with uh, uh, a top-notch university in the UAE 
which would be the first ever, I would say, residential program open to international students. Hey, instead of going to London or the US, you can actually come to the UAE and do a summer program or a spring program or a winter program, residential program in this beautiful city. And wow. it would give exposure to, you know, art kids who want to do artificial intelligence to uh, uh, who want to pursue f- uh, fashion design or marketing entrepreneurship so uh, followed by uh, we actually do a lot of uh, i would say uh, counseling for parents uh, and help which them is out. which is a whole you know nice little spin on things because we've been talking about this and as much as the students need this counseling the parents need to be a little bit reeducated on that thought process as well um as a parent myself um i i don't quite like the word reeducated uh, <laughs> so uh i, I think what's what word would you use i would say i want to be counseled i would say more aware yeah, that's more it aware. simple okay. that's it i want to be more aware uh, it's an important decision i think uh for most of the parents uh, uh their children's future or what they're going to do next is actually more important than what they themselves actually yeah. wanted to do in the past. I know parents who actually changed their complete lifestyle to save for their kids college education. I know parents yeah. who would send kid to an XYZ international school and cut on their other expenses. So they really do go out of their way to kind of support their kids future, which is fantastic. But at the same time, uh many of them are not aware and little knowledge is a dangerous thing but at the same time a lot of knowledge is also a dangerous thing you know yeah. so how to take that decision well, and, and talking to your friends and the exactly. friends who oh, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone exactly we need, we need the third party exactly Uni so Hawk. we <laughs> totally why not so again we help them just uh, figure yeah. out their final destination and the goal we help them define that goal and we help them back work backwards step 1 step 2 step 3 so whether it's the exposure deciding the program budgeting excel sheets with your proper list of universities do you want to immigrate do you want to come back to the uae the uh, job prospects etc exposure it's got to be terrifying for so many i mean there's so many boxes to tick there so much to think right. about like it is this we work with a health coach currently uh, <laughs> and we have again curated this beautiful program which actually prepares students before they actually leave home Mm. because i have actually seen kids falling sick you know Absolutely. the weather yeah. is different they don't eat properly they don't know what to eat for breakfast lunch dinner they don't have work uh, study life balance uh, some of them actually gain 30 kg some of them actually lose 10 kg so i think that's an important aspect and in the uae a lot of kids are actually i would say they're independent in many ways uh, but they are not independent in many other ways where you know people have you know house helps and they don't know how to cook their own breakfast and uh how to do their laundry etc yeah, so yeah. it's a huge change you know so uh they have to be mentally prepared so i would say we work with parents a lot we help them uh uh in uh, becoming more aware of different curriculums etc and then come up with a plan and help them at every stage from test preparation to uh you know profile building to choosing the university applying to universities their visas and even after kids are in the universities we stay in touch with them to help them build uh, you know their CVs to get jobs and then uh, you know connect them to our old students and alumni to you know find an internship in uh, south america or africa or mm. uh, the middle east and uh, then help them with their masters degree so uh, 
I would say in the past 10, 11 years, our team has been already doing that. And uh, we just kind of, uh, uh, all of us came together uh, and we bring in like, I would say, uh, as a team of over 60 full-timers under Unihawk, we bring like good, uh, you know, 500, 700 years of experience. And we are passionate about uh, what we do uh, to bring, I-, I wouldn't say change, uh, to help people uh, walk on a path Uh, that will bring change in their lives. What, so you've been, you've been talking about all the parts and all the things you do. And I mean, it's fantastic that you've got such a, a team that you've brought together. When, as, as a, a student, as a parent, when should I, when's the optimum time to engage with Unihawk? Because what I'm hearing is the sooner the better. That's true. The, uh, the, the number you've thrown out is 13. Uh, walk us through some of what your thinking is. 13, 14 is when the action begins. Okay. But you see before you, um, uh, you know, uh, when you go on a movie set, you know, before action, there is a lot that actually goes into it. Yeah. So to me, you can actually start planning, uh, you know, as soon as your child is born. Uh, okay. You can start thinking about it. <laughs> start saving. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, uh, it's okay if you don't. You know, yeah. it's up to you again. Uh, I'm a parent of two and... I don't want to feel stressed about it. And as I said, and when I said that little knowledge is a dangerous thing, but at the same time, too much knowledge is also a dangerous thing. Because you're at thing. the opposite extreme here. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so when I had to take a decision, which school and which curriculum to choose, I was like, hey, I have awesome kids from yeah. all the schools and all the curriculums, yeah. you know, and so, so I had kids from Indian curriculum to IB to British curriculum yeah. to French curriculum to Sabbath curriculum to American curriculum, and they all have done well, yeah. you know, so... Depends uh, on the student. Exactly. So when to start is uh, when you're ready okay. to start as a family, I would say. But there's no harm in actually taking, uh, uh, you know, a counseling session or uh, gathering information. And it also depends. Not everyone needs it. Mm. There are some people who are well, really you're, t- you're telling me people don't need this? You're, 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 you, they don't need your service? Uh, <laughs> as I said, not everyone yeah, needs okay. that service. So you see... Uh, Because I'm thinking, as I'm listening, I'm thinking everyone right. needs this service. Like, I, I can't think of anyone who doesn't need what you guys are, are helping people to clarify their thought process. I just see, it's a, I see you guys as a little bit of a fog clearer. Right. And, and that's when, uh, when I say that not everyone needs that service. That would be, let's say, maybe 80%, 90% people need it, but 10% do not or 20% right. do not because they already have that infrastructure around them. Right. So they probably have a family member they can actually talk to who has actually been to the university. There are parents who are actually very well aware. They have studied abroad. Mm. They are very involved in their kid's life. They know how to plan stuff. Right. They probably don't need it. And there are some kids who are awesomely driven Right. And they have done their own research. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they walk They just know what they want to do. Exactly. Yeah. But yes, uh, there are many who actually still need that service. And uh, so, yeah, uh, do do call us and uh, we'd be happy to sit down and have, have a cup of coffee with the parents uh, as early as you want. Uh, I have a lot of uh, young parents, uh, you know, who are my friends, etc. And they'll say, oh... Uh, Is it the British curriculum? Is it the IB? <laughs> Is it uh, this curriculum? Where should I send? Yeah. Uh, should I actually spend uh, 60 or 80,000 dirhams a year right now, yeah. uh, uh, you know, in school education? And they're or, looking at you as you've got the answers. You've got the inside. Yeah. And exactly. So I do not have probably the answer 
but I have enough information to help you reach yeah. that answer. Yes. I, I always like to say that there isn't one curriculum that's the best curriculum. There are best curriculums. Absolutely. And so it's, as you said, it's, it's yeah. if you were to distill down what you're doing at UniHawk, how you're helping people to you know, get their, their thought process together into a, a coherent manner so that they can make better decisions. What would your, your top three pieces of advice be for students and parents? It could be separate, could be together. What would your top three pieces of advice be? Uh, first one would be, again, uh, be fearless. Uh, that's yeah. very, very important. And once you start feeling uh, uh, that you're fearless, you start believing in yourself more, and you actually become a better decision maker. So when that's you hard, actually that's hard. It's easier to say <laughs> than do, though. <laughs> but but I, but I also feel that it's a it's a it's a quick shift. It's an yeah. attitude shift. You know, once you shift, you shift. Uh, and I've seen that happening. And uh, once you do that, in within this first point, you actually become better at receiving the knowledge, receiving mm. the information that you actually have. So that is the process of preparing yourself yeah second is simplify the information you know uh, simplification really helps in life uh, and especially in this journey because dubai uae or i would say the entire world now has a lot of information available so james will come and say hey go to france and study in france and varun comes and tells you hey go and study in canada and someone else will say, oh, Ireland is fantastic. And someone will say, oh, you know what? How can you leave the UK? Yeah. You know, they have Oxbridge, you know. And someone will say, oh, it's a lot cheaper to study in the UA itself. And we have great education here. Oh, is your kid ready to go to Australia? So there is a lot of information. Yeah. All right. So simplification is very, very important. And Be that's fearless. Simplify exactly. the information. Simplify the information. And then start and be ready to implement it. Right. So when you start the implementation process, you really need to know, can you implement it on your own? So if you know how to color the walls of your house on your own and you can actually fix everything on your own, fantastic. This process is exactly like that. It does require, I would say, expert to, you know, or expert advice at least. So if you think you have enough time to learn it on your own and execute it, great. If you do not, find a mentor. And that mentor doesn't have to be somebody... Uh, that you pay, it could be a family member that already studied in that country where you want to go. It could mm. be one of your cousins or uncles or, you know, your, you know, parents, colleagues. So, but find a mentor in that yeah. journey. So yeah, that's where it is. And if you don't find anyone else, yes, uh, just call us at UniHawk. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you pinch yourself on a daily basis that, you know, you started down this journey 2005, here we are in 2023. You've, you've created just very recently UniHawk. It is a thriving do you pinch yourself kind of going, wow, this is, this is all happening. This has happened and it's going to continue to grow. Uh, James, <laughs> I think um, uh, I actually feel rather uh, very, uh, uh, I, th I think it might sound a very negative word, but uh, uh, I am, I never feel fulfilled for more than 15 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, so your so, wife, poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's right. And she's a very fulfilled woman, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and that's she's got to constantly deal with you. It's like, okay, I want to do a little bit more. We got to do a little bit more. We got to do a little bit more. It's no, like, no, I, I think people, Rude, slow down. <laughs> people wise, I'm very easy to impress. Yeah. So that's, I, I feel very fulfilled and very thankful that all those that I have in my life are around me. But overall, I think we have a lot more to achieve uh, right now both on both hands uh, yeah. how we want to contribute to the community of all the trainers and counselors 
and help them grow. Uh, secondly, we want to offer excellent value, excellent uh, uh, services, excellent advice to each and every uh, student and family that actually we work with. Uh, and that's when, you know, when you were sp- speaking about school counselors, yeah. et cetera, and all that, I think it all comes down to the individuals. Mm. And uh, I think it all comes down to the recruitment process. So we at Unihawk really pay attention to that. So yes, uh, I do pinch myself. Hey, you know what? You have 10 <laughs> more things to do uh, <laughs> and uh, catch up on. But yes, yeah. it's been... Uh, uh, very, very fulfilling. And you know, when I was uh, transitioning uh, from my uh, previous role to, uh, you know, Unihonk, I had this vacuum of a few months and I was like, hey, let me do, let me enter another industry and do this and that. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I just don't think I love anything else yeah. more than what I'm doing. What other industry would did you even consider? Well, I, I, I was really keen in, uh, you know, starting a cafe uh, okay. uh, because I believe a lot in knowledge sharing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I can absolutely see the link there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just have that open space uh, and, and, you know, this uh, where anybody can come of yeah. any uh, age group and actually, uh, you know, collaborate. Uh, yeah. So that was one of the things that I really wanted to do, actually. And probably uh, can invite you there to uh, record your next podcast. Sounds like an idea. Yeah. One, one last question. 2011, you came to the UAE. That's right. It's 2023. The landscape of higher education in the UAE has changed dramatically. Dramatically. Are you seeing more and more students who would opt to leave the UAE and leave their families that have been here choosing to stay now? That's right. But at the, so James, it's about, not uh, it's it's not about staying back in the UAE. It's about do I want to stay back at my home? Yeah, you know. So yeah, when, yeah. when you turn eighteen, nineteen, you know, uh, you want to feel independent. And there are certain things which parents uh, can't teach. Right. You know, and it's important for you to leave home at that time. And if parents feel that your you know their child is prepared, then they would want them to leave. Yeah. And that's why we have seen a huge influx of students. Oh, so it's going the other way. People are leaving, but you got people coming in. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I yeah. Think so there are a lot of actually students from, uh, you know, uh, Europe to Eastern Europe to Africa to South Asia, other Middle Eastern countries are coming to the UAE to study. Mm. Uh, you know, Dubai is such a fantastic place. I think all those who live here, like both of us, uh, know it really well. It's super safe yeah. for, you know, our kids and uh, for high schoolers. Excellent opportunities. I mean, uh, this is the country that's now, uh, you know, uh, allowing you to, uh, you know, start your own ideas, curate your own ideas. There are unicorns now in the region, you know. So uh, I think uh, it's a it's a place of opportunities, definitely. But yes, at the same time, there are a lot of kids who are actually staying back, uh, who want to study engineering, who want to study even law, business, but at the same time, medicine. I actually was just talking to uh, a parent uh, who seven years ago, decided to keep her daughter here to study medicine. And she Mm. completed her medicine and after took her PLAB and moved to the UK and she's currently working there. So even the degrees that actually you get in the UAE currently are very, very good and they're internationally recognized. So yes, uh, again, it comes down to personal decision, uh, uh, what you want to do. But yes, UAE is fantastic. The quality of education is improving. 
uh, has improved and drastically. The, options, the opportunities Absolutely. are yeah. dramatic. And there are a lot of options now. Uh, you get the same quality that you would get in the UK, US, or Australia. Now in the UAE, you've got beautiful campuses. Uh, you've got international student body. You've got professors like yeah. you uh, who are teaching at the university. So uh, and excellent job opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and seems to me like it's box ticks, tick, tick the box, tick yeah. the box, tick the box. Many of my ex uh, uh, students actually, uh, uh, they actually got golden visas now because wow, of fantastic. their performance. So uh, I would say yes, if it fits into your plan, as I spoke about lifestyle, yes, UAE is a fantastic place to study. Closing words, if you could give one piece of advice to a student today who's looking at their future, what would that piece of advice be? I'd say uh, that any career that you pick has a future. You know, a lot of us just um, talk about uh, a few uh career choices such as, you know, uh, computer science and artificial intelligence, etc. But I would say everything that you study and everything that you might want to study has a future. So if you decide to study English literature, no problem. If you decide to study resilient studies, no problem. If you decide to study anything, that has a future. So don't worry about it. Just study and do whatever you want to do with 100% uh, of, uh, you know, uh, dedication and and you'll make a beautiful career out of it that you might not even be aware of today like I wasn't uh, 23 years ago. Varun, this has been a fantastic conversation. I've absolutely enjoyed it. And I look forward to talking to you again and, and diving into some of the techniques that you use over at unihawk.com is how we find you. I can't wait to carry on this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, James. Yeah, thank it you. was wonderful. Unihawk.com is how you can get a hold of them online, across the socials. Varun's got, as he said, a fantastic team with over 500 years of experience. <laughs> and it's all about helping you find your way. Thank you very much. And we'll do this all again really, really soon. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. And a, a huge shout out to the folks at The Loop for supporting this podcast and Arches Audio for our wonderful, wonderful theme music. And of course, we're recorded right here at the Rove Downtown in Dubai.